This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. TB, Wrestling Network loyalist friends and family, welcome back to this week's episode of Your Home for Everything Current Wrestling, today, tomorrow, forever. I wonder what company does that, or is it yesterday, today, forever? Anyway, it is Place to Be Nation's main event. I'm Scott Criscolo, episode 207. Yes, we are back-to-back weeks, but this is not continued. Don't get your hopes up, everyone. We're not doing weekly shows. We're just kind of getting back on schedule, because just to recap, to break the fourth wall, uh... The, our regularly scheduled show would have been Thanksgiving week, which, of course, we didn't do. Um, so everybody could enjoy the holiday, as you listeners could. So we did a show last week, which would have been our off week to kind of catch you up. We didn't want to do three weeks in a row with nothing. We wanted to have a great show for you guys and gals. And so now this week is our regularly scheduled show. So we'll be back after today. We'll we'll go back to our every other week. We'll have off next week. And then our next episode after this will be on the day before Christmas Eve, December 23rd. Um, and then we'll take New Year's off, and then we'll get into the new year on January uh, 2, 3, 6th would be the first one of the new year. Uh, anyway, enough of that nonsense. Let's have some fun. Uh, let me bring in our team, uh, the Godfather. Uh, something happened today. I think he got uh, I think he got uh, hit by... Uh, Rikishi's Crown Victoria today. He's a little late up with, and he may join. He may join us later, but he uh, he got he got nicked a bit today. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe it was the NWO because they know he's a big Sting guy. I don't know, but hopefully uh, Nate Milton will join us a little bit later on. But let me bring in the guys that are here. Of course, he is the sheriff of the Lone Star State. Good evening, Pete Schermacher. What's up? Good much, man. How's it going? Good, good. Always a pleasure to have Pete on. Uh, we're finally going to talk about and, and and Pete. You've been a very patient guy because we you, there's a big match you always, you've been wanting to talk about, and then we get into these long diatribes of other stuff, and then and he usually get gets to, cut. So we'll see. yeah, by the time by the time we think <laughs> of your match, we've already been on for two hours and ten minutes. So we're going to talk about your match tonight because there's another match you wanted to talk about tonight that you want the the fan the listeners to uh to check just, out. You know, if they have the time, check it out. If not, you know, just one of those you know, let's get you out of your comfort zone, watch a little lucha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always like getting out of our comfort zone. One guy. Who loves a comfort zone because he's as warm as Earl Grey tea. The conscience of place to be nation. A guy who I could never see being in a GCW comfort zone because this man would never swing a light tube. Mr. Steven Aloysius Willie. Uh, game COVID wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Get COVID wrestling. <laughs> Uh, that or garbage can wrestling, one or the other. Uh, anyway, uh, it is what it is. I, I don't I don't fault Mr. Lauderdale for his oh, no. uh, for the kind of promotion he has. It's just I'm just being I don't silly. Know. I've watched it, and I mean a lot of the PTBers love it. Um, I, I eh, eh. um, uh, you can watch GC. We were just talking. We were just off mic, guys. We were talking about uh, Fight Plus and how I mean for fifty bucks a year. I mean you're getting stuff, but you should be getting more stuff. But uh, there is some GCW shows on there. Uh, back in September, they did some Mexico swing. And I swear to God, I put the show on. I- I'm not joking. The room next to where they're wrestling, they're, they've got to be making meth. I mean, I- I'm surprised. <laughs> to- 
I'm surprised the fucking uh, 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 walls were even standing. I mean, it was, uh, I don't even know. Anyway. You know, you, know uh, you just said it earlier, Scotty. I think every wrestling streaming service, you, we should get more. I mean. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, I mean, WWE Network, we get, or Peacock, we get about uh, about practically everything. Um, Impact yeah, Plus. They're hosing us on the, on the hidden gems after they took, I mean, that's just yes. neat. I mean, well, it cost us a show. Yeah, it cost us a podcast. Uh, myself, Jennifer Smith, uh, Matt Souza, Drew Wardlaw, Jenny and the Gems. I fucking love that show. I loved it. And, uh, the cock, uh, the cock cut us out. Damn it. Um, I like. Let, let's talk about the. Let's talk about the wrestling streams for a minute because, uh, and then we'll get into our. This is what happens. Then we so many penis thing. jokes right now. <laughs> <laughs> they so circumcise much. the content. I mean, <laughs> talk about the streams. Yeah. We're gonna be- <laughs> Uh, and then you have to cross the sword. No. Um, so, so let, let's talk a bit about this. Cause all of the wrestling streams have their strengths and their weaknesses. Peacock is not a wrestling stream. It's just a home for the former WWE network. So that doesn't, that sort of counts, sort of doesn't count, but we get everything. The current Raws and Smackdowns don't pop up. I think they're like four weeks behind. Cause yeah, I think fine. they go through Hulu. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Something like that. Same thing with NXT. I think otherwise I, I watch it every day. Uh, I have two chrono watches going. One is uh, all WWE, and I'm in the middle of 01. I'm like right just at the couple of weeks into the beginning of the invasion, which, Jesus Christ, I don't think I've watched the TV of the invasion since it was on. Like the pay per views, I've like, you know, Invasion, SummerSlam, Unforgiven, like those I've watched a few times for, you know, pods and Play Speed podcasts and stuff. But the TV, I don't think I've watched since it happened. And I forgot that like the SmackDown right after Invasion. Steve Austin goads Booker T into putting his WCW belt on the line against Kurt Angle and he loses. And then he gives, he he handed Chris Canyon the U.S. belt. So Booker went from having two belts at the start of the show to no belts at the end of the show. That was pretty funny. Booker obviously wins the belt back eventually because he wrestles Rock at, uh, at SummerSlam. But anyway, and then I have a, chron- and then uh, my other chrono watch is uh, from when we used to do the old written network adventure here on the, or on, uh, on the website, placebenation.com. I'm into June of 87. So WWF, and I realized, wow, guys, uh, and all three of us watched during that era. WWF 87, other than like Hogan, Andre, and Savage, the roster at 87 sucks. I mean, I'm watching these prime times. I mean, and they're just fucking losers in this roster. And I remember JR and I talking about it on the on the show when we did the 80 when we did that that uh, the other timeline. The 85 to 92 timeline. I mean, it was just not good. I mean, you got Hogan, you got Andre, big main event stuff. You got, you know, uh, you've got, um, what do you call it? You've got uh, uh, Steamboat as the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, and where I am in my timeline, he, he had already lost. He's almost on the way out, right? Too. Yeah, he already lost to Honky. He already lost to Honky. Hart uh, Foundation are the tag team champions. But, like, I don't know what the hell the deal is, but these prime times I'm watching. I think I, I think I mentioned this to you guys last week. Today I watched another prime time that the Shadows wrestled a 19-minute match against K-N-M some connection. This was KM connection. Before yeah, that, okay. it was. I, I remember South- seeing it on a tape listing. I'm like, you've got to be fucking shitting me. Yeah, and it was 19 minutes, Pete. I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. Every it was either the Young Stallions. I'm like, oh, the Shadows are wrestling somebody else, and it was it was Zenkin and Martel. 
And that match was, why do these matches have to be 19 fucking minutes? And they weren't even draws. <laughs> the, 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 the shadows lost. Why couldn't they have lost in like six minutes? Right. Instead of 19 minutes. 19 minutes was, was like watching the length of, of, uh, of, uh, of, you know, uh, the seven star uh, Kenny and uh, Okada, except six and nine tenth stars less. <laughs> and, I mean, it was just, it was garbage. Any event. So then you go to Impact Plus. Impact Plus has everything in the history of the company, but the, the logging in is, is weird. And the, 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 uh, uh, like the interface is a little funky. Steve, you would know. I'm not sure if you would, Pete, but Steve, you would know because we use it for, of course, our our recaps. You use that. You actually yeah. use mine. Um, it's it's very wonky. Like uh, so many of these other streams have so much content, but whoever's running like the interface of the site itself are fucking. They're brutal. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a um, the same thing we we're talking about. Like sometimes you log in, and it will leave you right back where you started. Which yeah. is like I think every platform should be doing that. Um, and then, and then sometimes it puts you right back in the beginning, and then you just have to slide the arrow until you remember where you go. And I watch so much stuff in general that I don't remember where I left off half the time. I'm getting older, right. man. I can't remember this stuff. Yeah, I don't. I mean, seriously, you know. Um, have you ever used Impact Plus, uh, Pete? No, no. Um, I respect the guy. fact that they have everything on it, though. I mean, they have yeah, everything. They yeah, they do. And it's I think it's it's seven ninety nine a month, so it's it's not mm -hmm. that bad. Um. The one that's the most criminal, because I really, really like it, but that they need like they need to sell it to somebody, is NJP is New Japan Pro Wrestling World. I love that. I used to borrow yours, mm -hmm. uh, Steve. I used to borrow Chad's. Um, I think it's ten bucks a month, right? Is it ten? It's something yeah, like nine. Yeah, like nine ninety nine or something. Because they used yeah. to do the same gimmick as the WWE thing. Yeah. Yeah, and right. it was like nine dollars right. American, pretty much. Yeah, and I mean they've got. I mean there's. I mean it's fucking awesome. But that's also a goddamn. And I'm not just talking about the the translating from Japanese to English, even though that's kind of problematic. It's not totally. It's like 86 percent English if you change it. If you do the yeah, Google it's a Google Translate. Yeah. And but it's also not not easy to maneuver your way yeah, back. The search forth. is so, really bad. Yeah, yeah I honestly, I honestly feel like I honestly feel like New Japan should sell that to somebody. Mm -hmm. And 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 let somebody do it for them, because if it got if it, you know, that's the only reason I don't have it is because I can't waggle my way around it. Otherwise, I get it in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, I had it for years, but then I I quit uh, when the pandemic hit because it's like I didn't want to watch uh, that wrestling with no crowd. I mean, yeah, I, for me, same. Yeah. It was after the 2020 G1. Yeah, uh, that I that I stopped and then I picked it up like, you know, one or two months here or there just to like catch Russell, Russell Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of new Japan matches are on YouTube, fortunately, like uh, we were talking about five star matches. And I, I told you guys I found that awesome match from uh, 84. Uh, it was um, Hanson and Brody against mm -hmm. Dory and Terry. Yeah. And oh, my God. I mean, they. They might as well have, I, I was saying this to, I was actually watching it with Dr. G. I said, they might as well be wrestling in Idaho, baby, because all we're seeing is potatoes. There was no feigning, I mean, they were just fucking, I mean, yeah, it wasn't even close. That's the match where you like, you go there and then go, yeah, that match is real. You know, I mean, you know, we all know it's not, but you know, it's that, that's right. the old timer saying, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they and, and obviously they. I don't. I don't know if there was any heat. I doubt there was. But although with Terry, who the fuck knows? He there. Who the hell knows with him or Hanson for that or Brody for that matter? Although not a lot of people, I've never heard in terms of other wrestlers ever say a bad thing about Brody. Promoters get pissed because he kind of he's another flaker, kind of like Stan Hansen was. Yeah, you either um, loved Brody as a promoter, or you hated him. Yeah, it was like not yeah. in the middle. No, nah, he either loved him because he made you money, or you hated him because one day be like, ah, oh, uh, Vern needs me, I'm out of here, bye. <laughs> it's like, yeah, or what? you hear the or you hear the Bobby Heenan story where he shows up, shows 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 the crowd that he's there, and then gets a dirty mop with, with throw up in it and just throws the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Oh, yeah, God, it's so funny. Um, so uh, yeah, so uh, New Japan World is an awesome site. I know. Obviously, you could watch Wrestle Kingdom with it. I, I should talk to Kevin Kelly and see if they should fucking sell it to somebody for Christ's sakes. Because if they could sell it to somebody else, so they could do the, they could do the, um, uh, the, the interface and the work on the site by somebody else. Man, they would be uh, amazing. Because obviously, anybody who wants to watch the history of New J- of uh of New Japan, uh, and, and all the great stuff and the current stuff, of course. Uh, it just needs a better interface. But anyway. And then there's Fight TV, and there's a bunch of others. But anyway, so uh, this week, guys, a uh, busy, busy show tonight. And Steve, we're going to have a little fun with your little experience. You brought it. You brought a little, a little fun for the class today for everybody. A uh, little audience participation. Um. So, uh, but before we do that, we have. Uh, it's a busy weekend of wrestling. There's not one, but two guys, two, uh, shows this weekend. Uh. If you're listening to this on Friday morning, then uh, tomorrow night in the Metroplex, so in uh, Pete's neck of the woods. Actually, tomorrow uh, afternoon. Yeah, tomorrow. Actually, yes, afternoon. That's right. Uh, tomorrow afternoon. Actually, both shows are tomorrow. What am I saying? I keep thinking that uh, NXT Sunday. Both shows are tomorrow. This show is at 4 o'clock, and uh, the other show is at 8 o'clock. So from the College Park Center in Arlington, Texas— we have Ring of Honor Final Battle. Uh, so, of course, this is the second live event uh, under the full ownership of AEW President Tony Khan. And Tony did announce, and he's final, and he's he, not final, I shouldn't say that. Tony made a decision that I actually agree with, and he's he was actually very smart to do this because he's, he's listening to the fans. There will be less ROH on AEW programming, and mm-hmm. that's that should happen. That should be the case. Um, so good for Tony there. That's a smart move. Anyway, here's your card. Uh, seven matches right now. Um, let's see. One, two, three, four, uh, seven matches, six championships. Uh, FTR will take on the Briscoes. We'll talk more about both these teams in a little bit in a double dog collar match for the ROH world tag team titles. Steve, what do you think? I think there's going to be blood. Nah, <laughs> this is PG. Da, 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 da. Oh no, sorry, wrong, wrong decade. That's your. I mean, uh, that's your one of your prices of admission right there, right? Yeah. It's their oh, third, yeah. their third match in a row on on Ring of Honor pay per views. So. Yep. They're, they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna. The Briscoes are gonna do all they can to uh, make themselves noticed, and you know, FTR, they really can only have a bad match with one team apparently. Um, we can talk about that in a little bit. Yes. Uh, of course, as you mentioned, the first time they wrestled was at Supercard of Honor back in uh, April uh, at WrestleMania weekend. 
and they uh, beat the Briscoes to win the ROH tag titles. A few months later, at Death Before Dishonor, uh, FTR and the Briscoes wrestled again in a two out of three falls. FTR retained the belts two falls to one in 43-25. And now, uh, tomorrow afternoon, the uh, third of the trilogy, I think, gentlemen... I don't know what you think, Pete. I believe the Briscoes win back the titles. What do you think, Pete? All right, yeah, I can, I can see the Briscoes doing it. Um, either way, I mean, it should be a great match. Though, I mean, again, it's just so hard. I mean, it's like I would love to. I would actually love to get this feud if we got it on a regular, it's like a, on on their, their TV, as opposed to it just this feels so broken up. I don't know, chopped together. Yeah, three mm. matches with. Uh, you know, this one especially have zero build. And I don't know who is against having the Briscoes on television. If it's like a TNT thing or a Tony Khan thing, you know, I get it. Um, you know, there's a lot in their past, so I, I do get it. But yeah, it's like, I, I think I haven't watched a Dynamite this week yet, but it was pretty much the gun said, hey, you guys are fighting the Briscoes in a double dog collar and chain match <laughs> this mm-hmm. weekend. That that's right. literally was a bit or of build angle. There should be a build to it. I mean, yeah. yeah just, I mean, they've been again. They've been hot shotting a few months ago. I mean, this is the definition of hot shotting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. It's like they're next. It's, a, it's like an own alternate universe where only these three cards exist together. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, next up, we have the uh, six-man tag titles on the line: Dalton Castle and the Boys, Brandon uh, Tate, Brandon and Brent Tate. Defending the six mans against the embassy. They're still around. <laughs> the embassy? Really? Oh, yeah. Is they Prince brought him back. Still around? Where's Prince well, the story there, Yeah, awesome. the story there is that Tully was supposed to be with them. And then he left to, I think, to go focus more on his on his ministry. And but he also wasn't right. really being used after FTR kind of got rid of him. And so last second they had a because it was right before the pay-per-view, the last one. So they mm-hmm. brought in Brits Nana last second and instead of calling oh, it Total Blanchard Enterprises, awesome. I just changed it to yeah. I, I'm so, so glad he's back. Con so and the old no were the only people I've ever seen have a bad match with FTR. That was a, I know. a few weeks ago. Um Brian Cage and of course the Gates of Agony, Bishop Khan and uh, Toa Leona. My favorite embassy guy. Oh God. Jimmy uh Jimmy Rave. Jimmy Rave. Jimmy Embassy. Jimmy Rave. Wrong there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, J- uh, Mr. Rosero's buddy, John, uh, John Walters. He was in the Embassy um, when he was the pure champion back in 06, I think. 05, 06, something like that. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Pete? About the show who wins in this general? Or? No, who wins this Who wins this match? I don't care, honestly. <laughs> I, I think the embassy is going to win. I, this is another one that was just thrown together, kind of. Yeah, um, yeah. just like I don't give a crap, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I really like Dalton Castle. I re- I always have liked Dalton Castle. I think he's just really original. Mm. Uh, he is he had original a role now, or you know, no. or he played out. I mean, God, he's what going on ten years now. Well, he hasn't done anything really for a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, I know. Yes, he's refreshed. Yeah. But yeah, like when you know, he, like when he came out for AW, he had like, he had a really good match with Jericho. Yeah, uh, I think he did one. I think he had one other really good match. I can't remember who he was against. But I'd I'd like to see him just on his own as a single guy instead of a as a instead of a trio. Mm. Like he could be if there is a Ring of Honor show coming, he could be a guy that's on that or like a a mid Carter in AEW. 
Yeah, wasn't right. that wasn't that the problem with it in the beginning with was like they pulled the trigger on him too late to where it became it didn't matter when he finally got the championship belt uh, in AEW. I mean, in uh, Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, there was there was a couple things with it. Yeah, they waited too long. Although they did have him beat Cody, which was you know that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. But then the other thing was like there was so much going on at that point with the Bucks and Bullet Club and Omega and like the relationship with New Japan is that they'd have like it was the one in New Orleans, the Supercard of Honor one that was the most glaring. They had like Omega and Cody on like third to last and then Dalton and I don't even remember who as the main event. And it was like a, I'm not even joking. It was like a five or six hour show. Yeah. And so like it, it just completely killed him. Yeah. Right. And then he legit broke yeah. his back while he had the title and he was still wrestling with a with a broken back. And um, yeah. and that hampered him for a couple of years. He couldn't really. I mean, he still wrestles with the back brace on. Mm. Uh, next up, our only not only match on the card without a belt on the line. <laughs> the this match, I think, makes no fucking sense at all. Uh, we reunite Swerve in our glory, Sir, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee against Shane Taylor promotions, Shane Taylor and J.D. Griffey. Uh, this whole storyline is about Keith Lee dumping all of his tag partners. Um, this is kind of, I think, I think this is the last vestige of the AEW ROH kind of uh, incest, incestuousness. Um, I think you're going to start seeing, um, uh, I think you're going to start seeing, obviously, the separation. I don't really care who wins this match. I'm going to say Shane Taylor promotions wins because obviously in AEW, they're splitting up. So I, I'm going to, I think Shane Taylor promotions wins, uh, Steve. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I was kind of thrown together that Shane Strickland, like, I'm really happy. I, I, I'm really happy that Shane Taylor is getting a shot. I, I, and I know if Nate were here, he'd be saying the same thing. Like we've been talking to him mm-hmm. up for a long time and he's, I, I don't know why he hasn't gotten an opportunity in places. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, JD Griffey, mm. I, I've, I've not heard of him, but apparently he's one of Keith Lee's former partners. Uh, but yeah, Keith Lee and Shane Taylor, when they came, that was the first time I saw them was when they came into Ring of Honor and they were just an awesome tag team, just right? murdering people. That, that program with, uh, with, what was it, um, War Machine, and now they're yeah. with the Raiders. I mean, I thought that was, I mean, I thought that was the best uh, television Ring of Honor was doing was that tag team program because it mm-hmm. felt like such a throwback to almost like something you might see in Smoky Mountain Wrestling or something. Yeah, just all big dudes that can hit. Shane Taylor was like 400 plus pounds at that point. He's yeah. considerably lost weight, which, I mean, a good a good for his health. But they were like, yeah, Keith Lee and Shane were like 750 pounds combined. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of, I, I did like the little uh, backstage segment where Shane Taylor came up and said, yeah, we're going to, you know, you, you've been on the come up for all this time and you forgot, you know, you forgot your old partners and, you know, you don't have anybody now and, and Shane Strickland comes up, like, just smiles. And I don't remember exactly what Keith Lee said. He's like, oh, what did I do to deserve this? Like, really? Can I trust you? So I think it will be, yeah, I'm assuming Shane Strickland will walk out on Keith Lee this time. But, you know, anything that gives Shane Taylor a chance to be on television is is good in my book. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never seen J.D. Griffey before, so. Neither have I. And I'm around the, I was around the Texas scene for a while. Yeah, I that's, I'd asked you the other day, because, like, if anyone would know it would, that I know, it would be you. And so that must have been a long time ago. Yeah, this is, yeah, because, like, when I, when I was in, uh, Keith Lee was, like, a singles when I was, like, while well, really in the, in the Texas scene. So, yeah. um. Yeah, just a sweetheart of guy, too. 
And he and he teamed up. Well, I mean, him and Shane, you know, eventually teamed in, in Ring of Honor, but they were doing their own doing their own business and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, okay. Uh, next up, uh, the ROH World Television title is on the line. Samoa Joe, your champion, who of course is also the TNT champion in AEW, taking on the Juice, Juice Robinson. I think Juice wins this. Joe doesn't need more belts. Uh, Pete, uh, it's time to start fitting the herd and separating this stuff out. So I think Juice wins the title. I can see that. And I'm, I've always been a big Juice fan. Um, even going back to his NXT days, he always mm-hmm. put on really good squash matches. I think he mm. understands how to babyface sell. Um, I think he's going to be working heel here, though, right? He might be because he I, I haven't really seen any of his Bullet Club stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, at this point, that to me, that's just so played out. So it's I was kind of watered down. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I didn't even know he was in Bill Club. So yeah, but then he left, so he was only in it for like a, a handful of months. But he's he's cleared of New Japan now. So I'm I, I'm thinking he's going to be like just like a. I, I think if if it goes on here, like with Ring of Honor, like I think he I could see him being a guy who's around that full time because um, he was before the pandemic. He had a that was a, like Rio Nevada was really starting to pick up steam right before the pandemic, like it, real low key. They did. They had this great. Um, I can't remember the name of the faction, but it was like Juice, David Finley, uh, Tracy Williams. And uh, it's the guy out of Mark Haskins. Uh, it was just a real cool faction that they had. And they were starting to split up and doing like faction warfare type stuff where there were a few of them. And then, it, you know, it just all fell apart. That was, you know, pretty much the end. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I like, and I agree with, I agree with uh, Pete too. Juice is just, a, he's a good worker. Uh, who did he just marry? Uh, Tony Storm. Yeah, Tony Storm. That's it. I knew, I knew he married one of the a, a diva or a worker in some promotion. Yeah. I forgot which one. Um, Chicago area. Speaking guy of, what's that? Uh, Chicago area guy grew up in Joliet, I believe. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, speaking of great women's wrestlers, the ROH women's title will be on the line. Mercedes Martinez defense against Athena. Uh, I, I don't know, Steve. This is like the maybe the one toss up for me. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> it's all of their interim belts, but Mercedes Martinez had was has been injured for a long time. Um, so it's just kind of bizarre that she had this belt, but of course the belt meant nothing. So uh, uh, Athena's gotten a uh, man. I see a lot of title switching on this. Um. Mm. And that goes back to the hot shotting. Yeah, I'm going to say Mercedes just because I do think Samoa Joe's going to drop it to Juice, and uh, Athena's been getting a push on television with her new attitude. So I'm thinking she might just, you know, be staying on AEW. So yeah, let's just say Mercedes Martinez. Like she hasn't even been wrestling. So let's let's have her win this. And and a lot of this is I'm just going on thinking that there's going to be more Thurman Honor in 2023. Mm. What do you think, Pete? I'm with, I'm with, yeah, I'm, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's just, eh, it is what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Athena's an A, and again, Athena's an AEW worker. I don't see anything changing, so I, I like Mercedes here. The uh, pure title, Daniel Garcia defending against Wheeler Yuta. Uh, it's another flip, coin flip for me. I think Garcia keeps it, Pete. I agree. I, because I, I, I think, I mean, I know they gave Yuta the push earlier. But I think I think this is like a promotion that they might like settle Garcia into, where I think this is where he might be 
uh, applying his trade, if you will. Mm. The the stuff with the Blackpool Combat Club is go- with Regal leaving. Um, you know, wondering where they're going to go end up because there's also, as we'll talk about in the main event, like if Claudio loses, he joins Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, I, I'm 50-50 on this one. I think Daniel Garcia winning would be uh, the best option because, yeah, I can see, like, Wheeler's been involved pretty much on on Dynamite, but I also don't want to see Daniel Garcia completely away from AEW because he does fit in kind of nicely yeah. with, with Jericho's group. Um, but this is... This pure title match, and when we talk to the main event, I'll talk about my main critique, uh, criticism, I would say, of this card. But, I mean, this is going to, this is the match, you know, this and the FTR match are probably the ones I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the main event, uh, as uh, you mentioned, Steve, Chris Jericho defends the ROH title against Claudio. Claudio! Uh, who, by the way, you could buy his uh, soccer jersey on... Uh, PWTs, it's fucking cool. cool I, I, I thought about it. <laughs> That's cool. I'm not gonna lie, it's a pretty cool t-shirt. It's a pretty cool shirt. Yeah. I think. Uh, I actually think uh, Claudio wins. I don't see him joining the society. That's fucking stupid. I, th- I think he. I think he wins the belt here, Steve. I do too because I agree. I think it's. <laughs> I think, as you said, it's fucking stupid. Um, if, it is. It's if, dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Pete. Pete, what do you think? You agree? Yeah. I think this was yeah. the plan all along until Danielson got injured. Uh, I was talking to, I did the AEW show this week with, with Andrew Reish because Jordan had to be off. And um, I, that's what I was, I was just talking about that. Like Danielson was supposed to go against Zack Sabre at Forbidden Door. Right. Then he got injured. And I think they just had to debut Claudio early because of that. Cause they needed to put, they couldn't just put, no, they couldn't put like just anybody on. They had to do a surprise of some sort and it had to be. A yeah, they had, they had to go to what, a hot shot again. Right. Yeah. And at least that, that one I'll give them because yeah. like, Danielson got injured, right. You know, at the oh, last yeah, they were painted in a corner and they needed to do yeah. something. I mean, I totally get that. I mean. Mm. But yeah, I mean, so like, I think that was Tony Khan's plan to begin with was to launch this with Claudio as the the leader of Ring of Honor. And that makes sense with his past of Ring of Honor. But let's look at the elephant in the room. I mean, we were talking at 30, what, $35 price yes. tag? Yeah, that was. At, at four Eastern, three Central? A $35 price tag and. Two of the top three matches, because I mean, would you agree the title match one, the tag match two, and then the pure title three in terms of importance order? Yeah, yeah I think that's. I think that'll be the order too. Your first and third match are rematches of AEW of Dynamite stuff from pre TV. Yeah. Your second big match is the third in a series. Now, don't get me wrong, I I like all three of those matches. I don't have a problem with that. And I think like something like Garcia and Wheeler will get a lot more time on this than they would have um, like on oh, Dynamite. Yeah. For sure. But, right. But yeah, $35 is a lot of money to put down for this show. Uh, mm-hmm. and, like go for, for it. Like if you're, if you're going to get it, go for it. Size FTR Briscoes, there's nothing there. They're like, oh my God, I've got to see this, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm so there you go. Uh, I'm not buying it. I like, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not getting it. If it was like 20 bucks, I think I'd get it because, because I, I like live. But when I heard it was like three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, screw this. Yeah, yeah. If it was and, like, if it's 20 bucks, I can watch it later. I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't watch, I don't watch much live these days. I just, I, I can't. It does. <laughs> it does. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, if you're in a group like the like this past like Thanksgiving weekend, as I mentioned last week. 
I was at uh, my PIC's house that I go to ever that I visit him every Thanksgiving weekend. And I sat we sat and I watched I watched uh, him and I watched uh, Survivor Series. I got to be honest, I think that's the first pay-per-view I watched live since I was at WrestleMania, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think I ever watch anything fucking live anymore. Um, uh, and that's fine. Um, if, well, it if, doesn't mean it harder since they moved a lot of these shows to Saturday night, too, right? Right. And that's that's fine in that aspect. Uh, and you just take the time. You watch it on Sunday. It's not a big deal. But also during football season, it's tough, man, with college football and pro football. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with you 100%, Pete. 100%. Yeah. Even wor- working on Monday, or you know, kids having school the next, you know, next day. Right, exactly. And yeah, um, like it being on Saturday night allows me to watch it Sunday in, in the morning. Well, and and to to AEW's credit, they corner the market on the Sunday pay per view the night before a day off. You know, mm-hmm. double or nothing is memorial is the Sunday before Memorial Day, and all out is the Sunday before Labor Day. So they corner the market on that. And that was smart, smart on them. Uh, if if there was a discount, here's my other issue. Uh, and this kind of goes in line with my issue with Fight TV with the Fight Plus. I'm not looking for everything to be free, but if you've paid for the Fight Plus, and I think you can get ROH, or can you only get it now through Bleacher because it's fucking AEW. You can't get it on Fight, can you? Right? You can I, only get it on Bleacher. I think this is the first show where you can't. I think you can get it on YouTube, though, for some reason. I remember seeing that. Oh, Bleacher is fucking crap. It's crap. I've, I've, I've I've heard people have problems with it. I've never had a problem with it. I hate it. I've um, had issues with it. I've had issues. Yeah. With it. It's it's fucking crap. But anyway, um, fuck you, Turner. <laughs> give Steve Willie. Give Steve Willie his fucking 1997 Eastern Conference semifinal ratings before Rizzoli and Isles. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he wants he wants that fucking Wizards Hawks game three. All time main event moment and me spending 15 minutes looking at old TNT ratings <laughs> <laughs> chart yeah, spreadsheets. Pete, uh, Pete, you missed that episode. That was so great. So we were talking about uh, I don't know what brought the conversation. I don't know what either. Yeah. But you were like, man, remember in 98? That played the Nets in the first round. I wonder how those did. Oh, we're talking about Nitro. I think we're talking about like Nitro moving or some kind of shit. And uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. But anyway, so later that evening, if you're so inclined to watch two live wrestling shows in a day, the flamethrower steps up to the plate with NXT Deadline, the last live event of any capacity for WWE until uh, Pete and the gang's big weekend in San Antonio yep. at the end of January. Uh, so this is also, guys, apparently the last NXT show at the Performance Center. That was a story that came out earlier this week. The next NXT show, Vengeance Day, which is their, obviously, spin on Valentine's Day, uh, will be Sunday. Is it Sunday? Uh, or is it Saturday? Whatever day of the week February 4th is, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday because the 11th, I have something going on that day, and that's a Saturday. So Saturday, February 4th is Vengeance Day, and it's actually going to be in Charlotte. So this is the last. This looks like it'll be the last NXT show to be uh, at home in the Performance Center. NXT is actually going to start going back out on the road, which I think is wonderful news. More live stuff, more wrestling for us awesome people to watch. So, deadline, Saturday night, the Shawn Michaels fever dream (laughs) pay-per-view. So we have uh, five matches, regular singles match, two title matches, and the Iron Survivor Challenge. 
Jesus, Sean. Sean crossed his own eyes after he fucking uh, <laughs> described this mess. This is Jeff Jarrett's last last gift to Sean before he left. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, this sounds so, yeah, you're right. This sounds so TNA 2005. But we'll get to that. We'll get to the two matches in a minute. Uh, all right. So we have uh, Alba Fire takes on Isla Dawn in a women's singles match. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, pretty Deadly. The ROH, ta- the ROH, listen to me, NXT Tag Team Champions, Elton Prince and Kit Wilson, taking on the New Day. Okay, now talk about hot-shotting. I know, Jesus. I mean, really? <laughs> they, announced, they announced Monday night that the New Day was going to be on NXT. Tuesday night, they're on NXT and say, we won an NXT Tag Team title match. And now on Sun- Saturday, they're having Saturday a match. night, that's what we yeah. get. God. Yeah, now obviously Pretty Deadly is going to win. This is just so we can get like 20 minutes of great tag team wrestling. That's, yeah. I, like, I this do. is pretty much... This is pretty I, much. Sorry, let me just get this point out, Steve. This yeah, is pretty no much. Sorry. This is pretty much. No, no, no. This is pretty much pretty deadly. Uh, getting booking an appointment on the learning tree. That's pretty yeah. much all this is. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like the more like Pete, you're talking about kind of the hot shotting. The more I really like. I don't mind it once in a while. Like hey, like special attraction type match. But when you look at both companies doing this. I mean, how many matches have we we said just in these two pay-per-views that like three are just complete hotshot matches with no build whatsoever, like maybe a week. Um, I think the I, I think the Creed Brothers ones we're going to talk about is, is well, the singles match at the Alba Fire one, I believe that one is too. It's just like, you know, why would I watch this live? Just same, same with the Ring of Honor show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, this is uh, this is just a again a learning tree match for Pretty Deadly. They'll keep the belts. This is just them having. This is just Kofi and Xavier, you know, stretching the muscles and having a little fun. It'll be a good match. It'll be fun to watch. So, and then the NXT title will be on the line. Braun Breaker, Braun Rick Steiner, uh, taking on Apollo Cruz. Uh, I like this match. I like that Apollo Cruz is, I think, finally being used well in NXT because he wasn't used well at NXT the first time and you know he had his ups and downs on the main roster but uh this will be a fun match I think Braun retains Pete but uh I, I, I think there'll be some uh, meat slapping in this one and it should be kind of fun yeah when do you think he's gonna go up to the main roster eventually oh man it's like he's been toying down there for a good bit now and he's been champion. Uh, maybe there. Maybe Sean is just not quite sure who he likes um, to succeed him. Like what heel he wants to win the title from him. Uh, yeah, I feel like he hasn't quite done that yet. I think that's that's what he's waiting for. I think he's waiting for. Uh, I think he's waiting for a uh, proper guy to dethrone Braun. Uh, the Rumble obviously takes place. Uh, the Rumble takes place after. Um, takes place after. Uh, um, I just lost my train of thought. Royal Rumble. Uh, the the pay per view Vengeance Day is a couple weeks later, so it's not like he can drop the belt and show up at the Rumble. That's not going to happen. So I, I'm maybe night after Mania, honestly. If if that's because obviously stand and deliver will be mania weekend at Staples, so I mean that might be the shot there where he drops it to somebody. I thought J D McDonough because I like him, um, but we'll see, we'll see. But I think I think he keeps it here. 
uh, because Apollo Cruz is not the guy to lose to unless Braun Breaker wins it back somehow. But I don't, I don't see that happening. I think Braun holds on to the title. Um, all right. Here's the here's the explanation of the two Iron Survivor Challenge matches. All right. So two wrestlers start the match, and every five minutes another wrestler enters until all are in the match. Okay. After the last wrestler enters, there is a predetermined time limit. Each time a wrestler scores a pinfall, submission, or being the victim of a DQ, they gain a point. A wrestler who is pinned, submitted, or is DQ'd goes into a 90-second penalty box. The winner of the match is the wrestler who scores the most points at the end of the time limit. So it's actually like a 25-minute G1 climax. Um, the winners of both matches become number one contenders. The women's match, Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, Kiana James, and Indy Hartwell. The men, Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller, Joe Gacy, and Axiom. My picks for the women, I like Indy Hartwell. I think Zoe Stark could be could win, but then I think my girl, uh, my girl Nikita Koloff Lyons comes in and costs her because that feud is brewing. And I'm gonna say Grayson Waller wins for the men. What do you think, Steve? I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I know about eighty percent of them, but okay. If I'm looking at the women's match, I know Indy Hartwell, and I think Roxanne Perez is Roxy. Like an e-wrestler, which she was like, I think, in ROH and TNA. Um, I honestly don't know who the other three are. I'm not trying to be a jerk or like, I am honestly not trying to be like some sort of snob. Um, Cora Jays. So I'll say Roxanne Perez. Do they, they get a So they get a contendership. I'll say Roxanne Perez because I think they're pretty high on her. Um, JD McDonough is Jordan Devlin, right? That, he, that's who he Correct. was in. UK yes. and uh, yep, mini, mini, uh, mini, uh, Finn, little, Finn. yeah, and Axiom is a kid, Grayson Waller. I know too that they've been kind of high on him, he's got like a little talk show and stuff like that. Um, I'm gonna say JD McDonough, I, I think Joe Gacy's like dead in the water, like they were doing, like when Vince was still around, they were doing that, like kind of Bray Wyatt super light character with him. Yeah, and, um, and Carmelo Hayes has gotten a lot of chances already at this point. I like you said. I, I think he can be a lot. I think I'm going to say JD McDonough. Okay, all right. What do you think, Pete? <laughs> Pete's like, I'm going to uh, roll the dice and. <laughs> Pete he has no answer. He has no answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Bears aren't on tonight, so you boys. Uh, I can't believe we have two Bears fans on this. Uh, on this po- on this podcast, thank God the Bears haven't played at night again. Um, they haven't played in quite a few years, actually. Yeah, I thought no, they did. They uh, they played. No, they're terrible. The- I'm just saying they're terrible. Oh, <laughs> you mean they haven't played an actual game? I see what you're saying. Yeah, oh, sarcasm from the uh, conscience. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Pete must be having an audio issue. Uh, we'll let him work that out. Uh. So, yeah, I mean, it's fun. I mean, why not have fun with? It's not as confusing as say, you know anything TNA ish. It's not like getting into the ring for a battle Royal to lose or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, so I don't know, but it should be a fun match. It should be a fun show. NXT is always good. 
Um, maybe there's a little overthinking here, but eh, sorry. Right. I mean, NXT's now got to have their own kind of. They have to have their own uh, uh, new like gimmick since they since the big since the main roster swiped war games from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, from it, it probably needs its like own new gimmick. So, um, and what are they going to do when they start touring again? Because they haven't toured since NXT 1.0 when they were still using, you know, names that that people right. knew. Right. And actually using their names instead of changing them as soon as they. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, we know that's never going to happen again. Thank God. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, be interesting. Be very interesting. So there's your there's your two cards uh, for the weekend, uh, at least pretty much. If you're listening to this on set on Friday when it dropped, then tomorrow. You have Ring of Honor Final Battle at 4 o'clock. Their next show is whenever they want it. And uh, and then, of course, NXT Deadline, which will be in the evening on the cock. And, uh, and that's the last of the WWE big shows until the Royal Rumble uh, the last weekend of January down in San Antonio. Uh, so there we go. All right, uh, Pete, you there? You with us? Peter. Rest in I peace. Peter. I cheat Peter Maivia. Are you there? I don't want to start. By, eaten by Nate. You see, <laughs> he got jumped by the same guys that hit Nate's ankle. Um, interesting. Well, why don't we go on? We can look at the. Do you want to look at the PWI yeah, tag talk. team? Yeah, let's do the tag teams now. We'll give Pete a chance to kind of get back in the groove and then we'll. If we have to do some fourth wall breaking, we'll do that. <laughs> uh, all right. So we talked about the PWI men's 500. Number one was uh, Roman Reigns. Roman, yep. Yep. We did the PWI women's 100. Uh, number one was... Uh, Bianca, uh, I think. No, Bianca was last year. It was... Uh, shit. Was it Rhonda? Or was it Bianca? I think it was Bianca. Yeah, I think it was Bianca. I thought Bianca was last year. I might be wrong. Um, And now it's time for the other entity of professional wrestling. Whoops, it was Sayuri. It was Siri from uh, Stardom. Ah, that's right, yes. Yeah, my bad. Yep. Oh, no, not your bad. Their bad. But anyway, we won't get into that again. Uh, What number was Camille? Not in the top ten. Anyway. So now the final entity that can be ranked in Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the tag teams. And uh, let me look back uh, for a minute. Uh, let me look back for a minute, uh, Steve. Before we do this year, um, uh, let's see. Here we are. PWI tag team. It, it used to be 50, right? Yes. This is the first year. It's 100. Yes. Uh so PWI published a list of the top tag team in 2020. Then writers chose the position of the wrestler following designated October minimum of 10 matches or four months as the tag team is required. The ranking included both male and female tag teams. Uh, we'll get to the top 10 in a minute for this year. We'll get to the to our rankings in a minute for this year. So here was the top 10 the first two years. In 2020, uh, 10 was Rapongi 3K. Nine was Kabuki Warriors, uh, Asuka and Kairi Sane. Eight was New Day. Seven was Lucha Brothers. Six, Gorillas of Destiny, the God. Five, Street Profits. Four, The North. And, of course, one 
one half of the North is in NX uh, is in uh, AEW. The other half is the Impact Champion. Uh, three Bailey and Sasha, two Kenny and Hangman, and number one mm. was FTR. Number one was FTR. Last year's top ten. 10 was the Good Brothers, 9, the New Day, so they dropped back one. 8, Naya and Shayna. Oh. <laughs> what? Nate would have got, got excited at that one. Uh, seven, I can laugh because Nate's not on. That's true, yes. Uh, 7, the God, Gorilla's Destiny, dropped back a spot. 6, Alto Livello Caballuan. I have no idea who that is. Uh, FTR dropped all the way to 5 from 1. They must. They didn't wrestle much last year, right? That's probably why. That's probably why, um, yeah. The Usos were four. Dangerous Techers, three. That's Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, yeah, they were fun. Lucha Brothers, but they were fun. Yeah, Lucha Brothers were two. And number one was, of course, uh, Nick and Matt, the uh, Books. So so the Bucks are the defending number ones. Here is the top 25. Now, there's 100, but we only need the top quarter. We don't care about 26 to 100. 25. Freshly put together, actually, since uh, August. And that is... Damage Control, EO Sky and Dakota Kai. 24, Sunshine Machine, which is the European team of Chuck Mambo and TK Cooper. 23, and I'm pretty sure this name. I'm pretty sure this was uh, yours and Jordan Duncan's tag team name back in the old Detroit promotion. Mm. The Sun, the uh, Magical Sugar Rabbits. That was our three on three team that we did. In, That's uh, right. In middle school. That's right. That was the the big three. Your big three. That's yeah, right. I was Sugar. Jordan was uh, Rabbits. It was Rabbits. And yeah. then uh, Andrew, we flew Andrew Rishin as a... Uh, magical. Yeah, yeah, as Magical. Magical, magical Boogie. Uh, it's Tokyo Yoshi Pro Wrestling's Mizuki and Yuka Sakazaki. So And Yuka's been uh, in AEW a few times. She's uh, he? kind of like the Aladdin, like genie type gimmick. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, number 22 is Catch-22. New Japan's uh, TJP, former Cruiserweight champion, uh, TJP and um, Francesco Akira. Uh, Next, uh, number 20, uh, sorry, number 21, The Kingdom. I love these guys, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. I've always Uh, liked them. Hey, there you are. Good. We 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 thought you got... We thought you got jumped by. Uh, we thought you got jumped by uh, the same guys that hurt Nate's ankle. Um, I've always thought Mike tw- Bennett is really underrated. Uh, he's totally underrated. Totally. I always underrated. liked him better in the tag team uh, for some reason. I, I, I don't. I've never really cared for his singles work. I think it's all, always been kind of mediocre, solid. But mm. I've always liked him in tag teams. And there's a lot of people who hate Taven. I, he had a match with. Um, God, I've already forgot. I literally just watched it a couple days ago. Was um it was on the oh it was against Wardlow and he looked really good. He knows he's been doing heat. a ton of stuff in Mexico, right? Yeah, he knows how to get heat. He's mm-hmm. he's he's good. Yeah, I, I I thought he was a I thought they were a really good team in Ring of Honor when they had uh, when when Maria was in her prime too. Yeah. Hmm. At twenty, the acclaimed, which is of course the current uh, AEW tag team champions. Nineteen, <laughs> is this a rib? <laughs> yes, I think it is. 19, and God bless. Them. I like yeah, the it. Team of, yes, the team of Sasha and uh, Naomi. <laughs> 18, Swerve in Our Glory, which is not really a swerve. They were just good when they when they were eligible. Of course, they're broken up now. 
Number 17, one of my favorite teams, and I got to meet them in Dallas, the current NWA World Tag Team Champions, La Rebellion, Bestia 666 and Mecha Wolf 450. Number 16, Black Desire, Stardom Starlight Kid and uh, Mono uh, Watanabe. At 15, Los Nuevos Ignorables. Uh, Diapon! Uh, CMLL's, actually, it's not, it's not Diapon. Uh, I just like saying it because Steve knows I do. CMLL's Angel de Oro and Niebla Roja. At number 14, the current NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Street Profits at 13, although they're not even really together either. Uh, United Empire at 12, Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn. Number 11, Aussie Open. And now the top 10. Number 10, Violence is Forever. Kevin Koo and Dominic Garini, formerly of MLW. I've always liked them. Um, yeah, I like Kevin Koo a lot. Um, number nine, one of my personal favorite teams once again. Yes, I am partial, of course, to the NWA. The Hex, former NWA women's tag team champions, Allison Kay and Marty Bell. The current women's tag team champions are uh, pretty empowered. The team of Kenzie Page and Ella Envy. Uh, they're good. They're probably further, maybe they're further down on this list. Um, number eight, the Bucks. So if they went from one to eight. That makes sense. They uh, haven't wrestled that much sure. this past. No, honestly, months. they haven't. At number seven, the Good Brothers. Ugh. Number six, I know. <laughs> I, I don't number get six, them. I honestly don't. Um, I mean, I get them, but I mean, they're you know they're okay. Luke Gallows is yeah. one of my least favorite wrestlers, like of the I'm, last I'm, decade. Steve, I can't stand Gallows. Yeah. He should be Festus again. As much as I said, um, Keith Lee is a nice guy. Luke Gallows is the exact opposite. <laughs> um, number six, RK Bro. Of course, the team of Riddle and Randy Orton. That's fair. Number five. Oh, yeah, definitely. Fukuoka Double Crazy. Uh, the team of Hazuki and Kaguma from Stardom. Number four, the Lucha Brothers. Number three, the Briscoes. Number two, FTR. And yes, the number one slot belongs to the Bloodline. It's time to get Juicy Usi. Yes, the team of the Usos is number one, and I, I think that's undisputed, to be mm. honest. So two-thirds, two-thirds of the PWI lists for 2022 owned by Bloodliners. Good. I mean, they, yeah, it, it makes sense. Yep, the, of course. The, They're uh, the, like the most fun act in, they in are. wrestling right yeah. now. Yeah. They, have, they have the coolest T-shirts, too. Yeah. The Tribal Chief is, of course, Wrestler of the Year, and, of course, the Tag Team. And of course, they have the best storyline right now with uh, with uh, um, with Sammy Hunter. Sammy, yes, Sammy. Thank you. Blunt brain farted there. Have a, hey, uh, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll tell you something off air. But oh, okay. <laughs> like, well, I probably shouldn't say that out loud. Are you gonna do? Are you gonna do? Are you gonna do? Hey, Scott Criscolo. Hey, Steve. Oh, uh, no, you're not. Never no, 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 no. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Pete, your thoughts on yeah. the list? Any, any, anything stick out at you? You know, I've never, I mean, I haven't gotten into, honestly, I'll be a fair. I haven't really, never really gave a shit about the PWI uh, top 500, top 100, whatever, in years. And, um, yeah, you know. No, nothing really just stands out as, no, 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 nothing really. I like it. Okay. What I like about this list is that it's pretty diverse. You have a mix of we have a mix of men mm -hmm. and women. 
Um, a lot of in, different. You got some indie wrestling on there. Yeah, like the Hex being up there, and I, you know, I was surprised. I, I like them a lot. I like mm-hmm. Violence Is Forever. Um, Aussie Open, I think, is listed appropriately because they kind of came on hot, um, like probably late spring, like around spring in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, doing it like in New Japan, they did their couple of AEW matches, and you know, GCW. I think they did a couple of Impact matches too, and they opened a lot of people's eyes. Um, I, I do. I, I think I said this before I went on the air. Like I thought, the Briscoe brothers is pretty high for the few matches that they've wrestled all year. But Usos, FTR, Lucha Brothers, that you can't go wrong with them. And I think RK Bro is appropriate too up there. They're, they were they before the Bloodline. They, they were probably the most overact in WWE during that time period. They were a lot of fun. Sasha so they, Banks and Naomi, I love that. I do love that. that, that mm-hmm. It's got to be. And yeah, like you go, but like I haven't heard of Sunshine Machine before. Um, you know, I a lot of like the Starlight ones I, I'm not familiar with, the CMML team I'm not familiar with. So it's it's kind of cool because to me, what when these lists work the best is when they open your eyes to people you don't know about. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to go search these people out. I've never. The Magical Sugar Rabbits, that sounds awesome. Hook me up. I want to see this. Yes, I actually do too. Again, that's Tokyo Yoshi Pro Wrestling. So, so there's your top 25. So that all the official PWI lists are out for 2022. All right. So now that uh, Pete got all of his technical uh, jargon fixed, let us do now some fun. Uh, Steve, tell us what was in your mind when you put this uh, together. What did you want us to do? Well, the motivation for this, because we had a, you know, we had a short week uh, in between. You know, we just had one week instead of two. So I was thinking, like, hey, what can we do a little bit different? Because there wasn't going to be that much happening in a week. And I was looking at the Ring of Honor card and like, God, these, like I said in, in our preview, the first two matches that they announced were just rematches of AEW shows, of like TV matches too. And so I'm like, God, this, like, this is just another AEW show, which isn't bad. But like you said, Pete, I'm not going to pay $35. Yeah, when it's, it's like essentially it's AEW light, you know. It's, it's yeah, it's AEW dynamite. It's not a AEW pay per view, really. It's just yeah. like it's a it's a it's a good dynamite I, 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 episode. Or like a rampage with a with a, with a you know with FTR Briscoes. Honestly, yeah, I mean it's yeah. I mean the Dalton Castle match could uh, that six man could be on like dark elevation. To be honest, yeah. And um, so I'm like, okay, well, I don't want them to just use all AEW wrestlers as Ring of Honor. I also don't want it to be a complete rehash of Ring of Honor 2014 mm-hmm. or even earlier than that 2012. Yeah. Um and, and so like okay, well who can they use then? How can they make this different? How can they make this watchable so we're not seeing and I don't want this to come off like I'm ripping Chris Jericho, but Chris Jericho, like his program's been fun in Ring of Honor. He's looks like he's having fun doing different types of matches. But like, how can they make Ring of Honor an alternative? And my first thought was like, okay, well, that sounds like a perfect idea for the show. Like, why don't we draft a roster? Because AEW, WWE, they have like these expansive rosters. So many people sign, like hundreds of people. And most of them they can't use either promotion. So Tony Khan has all these people. And I thought... Who could use more TV time? Who could use something different? And so that was what I thought. Hey, like, why don't we do a little mini draft of, you know, a handful of people that are 
contracted AEW or are on AEW, um, you know, a, a fair amount, dark, dark elevation or signed. And then maybe take a, a couple wild cards who are on like the indies, you know, not really signed anywhere to create a, a little mini ROH promotion. So I was hoping we can get Nate for this, but, you know, Nate was broadcasting an event and had, a, you know, a scoreboard fall on his head. So that was, that ah! was a little disappointing. Um, yeah. But I thought, like, yeah, like, we could still do it with the same amount of numbers. Maybe, like, take three or four people from the AEW roster and then, like, a couple wild cards just kind of go around the horn and okay. think about who we might, you know, real quick type thing. Yeah. Oh, I got guys out of the – I got guys right out of my head. So – so what is it? So we're picking how many? So what is it? Three guys, three girls. Um, what? Like, why don't we just pick four? Like, of anything? Because with Nate not being on, guys, okay. girls, tag teams, like each count is one. Attack. Like, if you pick, okay. say, I don't know, like you wouldn't pick FTR because you know they're, you know, but if you did, that's just one pick. Okay. No, I, I I get your point. We're not picking like we're not picking we're not picking like MJF or anything like that. That's yeah. That's, that's idiotic. No, we're talking about guys that that could use the platform right now and i've got one guy right out of the gate if if uh but you you since this is your uh your project your uh baby steve you you can choose who who could go first all right um pete you can go first you know a guy um hell i'd like to see nick aldis maybe in the ring of honor hmm. there he goes yeah that was when i thought scott might pick right right away uh i was gonna pick not immediately because i was mm -hmm. looking at the roster first but uh, you know me. I love my national treasure. I know he's gotten a little shit lately, but again, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. That's up to whoever you want to believe him or the pumpkin. So, he, um, and the, and the more I see the, you know, okay. he can eat up some promo time on the, on like on a, on a syndicated TV for you, you know, um, and you know, he, he's, he's, a, he's, he knows how to elevate himself and elevate his program that he's in. Yeah. And the, and the more, uh, like you said, the pumpkin talks and the more you see who he's pushing, I'm tending to go team Aldis on this one. <laughs> All right. So Nick Aldis, Pete, um, I think that's a great pick too. Um, he had like, he made it like they did the, he was on ring of honor for like two seconds before all in. And yeah. And then they never really did anything with him afterwards. Okay. So mm. Scott, we have Nick Aldis who like, you know, either unsigned or someone on AEW. Who would you pick? Well, um, this guy's immediate because there was this, you know, there's been news about him this week sitting around doing nothing. I think an awesome ROH guy would be Miro. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he's doing nothing. Yeah, it's and a really weird one. He broke WWE's balls and and he did win the TNT title. But I mean, I don't get it. WWE didn't, kind of didn't know what to do with him. And now AEW doesn't know what to do with him. I'm could, I, I don't I'm at a loss. The guy's awesome. Um, and and so, I think that at first, like Tony was getting a bad rap. Tony, like we're best buddies. Um, like Tony yeah. Khan was getting a bad rap for that because he was. There was a period that he was injured, and then the, there was a period he was off doing um, acting roles. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, oh, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? But when like Forbidden Door happened and that All Atlantic like four way, I thought he was back for sure. Um, yeah, like he's he's really good. And now like to hear like he's just sitting around. They don't have anything for him. Um, really? <laughs> like, so that, that's a guy like, okay, get Ring of Honor off the TV so he could do something. That, yeah, I, I think that's a great pick, too. Uh, my first pick is a guy that they just officially signed, um, and that's uh, Takeshita, Kanosuke Takeshita. 
uh, mm-hmm. was doing really oh, yeah. good stuff in, in uh, DDT from what uh, our buddy Chad Campbell mm-hmm. told me. Had some just banger of a matches when he came over. But if, like because he was only going to be there for like six weeks, eight weeks, he basically lost every single one. Like went up against Moxley, went up against Claudio. And I'm worried that now that he's signed, he's just going to be another guy that got lost in the shuffle. So it'd be nice to see him build up a fan base and have a bunch of matches. And like, I mean, God, right away, Nick Aldis and Miro would be good, good guys to get him in with. But just to get his bearings and to make sure that, you know, he's not on their on dark fighting, you know, local competitor number four. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. first run, we have Aldis, Miro and Takeshita. Okay. I already like this better than <laughs> card. Yeah. I know, right? Sorry, I shouldn't be an ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete, who's your next one? Mm, let me think. You know, uh, maybe Dante Martin over in AEW. I mean, he gets a push, but I mean, I think I think he'd better better fit in, in Ring Ring of Honor and give him more time and actually you know get him some wins. Yeah, I actually think that's that was on my list. Um, even him and his brother, like the 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 tag team of Top Flight. Yeah, yeah, they. I think that's another great pick. Yeah, exactly. He'll get like a a push and he'll be in a lot of matches and then he'll disappear and then all of a sudden he'll pop up in a in a little mini feud and then go away. And I know a lot of it's because his brother was injured and then came back right. and was in a car accident. Um, yeah, but it does feel like he's like, go, stop, go, stop, go. Yeah, 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 you know, it's like, all right, yeah. I mean, the last time he was in anything was like the match with Sky Blue against uh Tay Mello and Sammy Guevara, but I I do think their tag team is starting to get a couple matches now. Mm. So, should we just say top flight altogether or just on top flight? Yeah, that's a because that's a team that could be your tag champs. Like, have them do the baby face run and takes like a heel okay. team out. Yeah. All right, Scott, what do you think? Um, looking at the uh, at the roster right now, the AW roster, and um, should they still have Brody Lee in there? <laughs> Just saying. Well, they have Just negative saying. one. Yeah, I know. That's a little. Maybe have a an emeritus type section. Exactly. Um, what about? Oh, I'm gonna pick a woman because I have an e- I had an easy uh, I have another. But you know what? I'll pick my second dude because no one's picked him yet. Another guy who I think would be awesome in an ROH setting, and also another guy who's not doing anything, and that is Andrade. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, good uh, pick. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, think of him. I mean, there's another guy who's not doing anything, and he could be. I think he'd be a great heel. Pick up some dudes, maybe be the ROH pure champion, and kind of build himself up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Like again, like and none of these guys have been in ROH, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Nick Aldis for like a second. Yeah, I, I would love to see an Aldis Andrade uh, feud mm-hmm. actually. All right, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna pick a woman too, and I I think I understand why they don't have her on because they don't want to make her lose. But like whenever she is on, which is like twice a year, like it's a spectacle. Uh, that's Abaddon. Uh, I, I think oh, she's I on dark. Her. Yeah, like I, I there's there's no one to really even compare her to. Nah, like, she's creepy shit. Yeah, like Bray Wyatt. If Bray Wyatt was actually scary, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like actually like an amazing match with Britt Baker on like a Halloween, I think, last year, because it was just like, you know, Britt Baker, you know, the number one woman in AEW, especially at that time. And like, I have to face this person. Like, how do I do anything? Like, right. I, like I'm going to put the glove on and like, I don't want to stick it in her mouth. That's gross. Um, yeah. Like she's only had a couple of matches on TV and I, I just don't think they know what to do with her. And mm-hmm. I, I think like, Hey, like let her be on TV, let her do stuff. The crowd loves her. Yeah. Good pick. I like that. We need to get a, I have a, I got a, I think my next pick's definitely going to be a, a, a women's wrestler. Cause we need more of those. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So what do we got so far? We got Nick Aldis, Miro, Takeshita, Top Flight, Andrade, and Abaddon. Okay. All right, Pete, what do you got next for your third pick? No, I'm going to go with a, a, a luchador. Um, a guy who you assigned with the AEW for a cup of coffee, didn't make it. But he still, I think he could possibly come, be, could, in Ring of Honor, could be there like their Rey Mysterio type character. I think he's charismatic. The guy can work. He's a good flyer, which is, you know, it's usually it's not my number one cup of tea type of thing, but a lot of the audience is into into that high-flying type of uh, wrestling, and they think it's the best. Um, I'm going to go with Aramis. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. That's a good and pick. He's been, yeah, he's been doing some PWG stuff now and then. It shows up in the American Indies as well. Yeah, I've seen him live, uh, and he's a charismatic worker, um, good flyer. Uh, can Matt wrestle a little bit? I, I, I dig him. I think I saw him most recently at it's like a Black Label Pro show, perhaps, or I can't keep track of him. And he knows. He, I know he's worked. He's worked at MLW a bit. Yeah. Um, and, and this is like. I, I my favorite kind of wrestling. It's why I do like AEW a little bit more than WWE is because they do have a little bit more of a mix. Um, I like seeing. I like wrestling just like a, a smorgasbord that you know Ditto. everything, everything on there. That's you know, why like, I like WWE so much because I, I always thought they were a better smorgasbord than the WWE. Yeah, like up. they have your storyline stuff. You have um, your your high flying cruiserweight. Um, you know, just random dudes showing up from, you know, like yeah. veterans and stuff like that. Mini feuds. Yeah. Um, all right, Scott, what do you got here? Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to grab a female. Uh, I like this, a female. I like this. Uh, I like her because I saw her in NWA a couple times. She's a good worker. She could play face or heel. Layla Hirsch. Hmm. Uh, she's a scrappy little one. I've seen her again, a couple of, uh, a couple of, uh, matches in NWA. And, um, I think she's a good scrappy little, you know, uh, uh, she could be a contender for the women's title. Um, depending what other women are drafted. Um, I think she got injured for, I don't know if she's back, but they were like, they had her have like a face run, like an underdog run uh, towards the end of like the daily place era. And then she like turned on Statlander, and they had a feud um, where like like so she actually played kind of a heel, I think, better because like as like at first she oh she's like so tiny like little face, but she's you know got like a Shayna Baszler type um, style, you know like 
you don't expect her to be throwing people around, but she can. So you put her in with like Chris Statlander, who's like, I'm guessing like 6'1", 6'2", and Layla's like 4'11", but, you know, Layla can throw her around. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. And so Layla Hirsch. I'm going to cheat. She's interesting in the fact that she kind of strikes you as like a ring of honor type of worker, especially in the female division, because they always had that. I don't know what it was. They they never had the over the top ring a worker, but they always had good, solid women. I mean, this I don't know what it, what it is. It's just where they when you look at them where like you don't think she can be a star, but she mm-hmm. can be like a really important part of the company. Yeah, they would just have them, like the people especially who went through there towards the end, like Willow was there for a while, um, like Roxy yeah, was there. Right now, what was her name? What's that? The yeah, gal who's in NXT, I think, right now. Um, yeah, Roxanne Perez, Roxy was there. Yeah. Um, trying to think a couple others. I mean, like Athena was there when she was first starting to get noticed. Yeah. Um, Okay, but my pick, I'm going to cheat, and it's going to be because it's someone we've already talked about today, and it's hopefully someone we'll be seeing, uh, well, some buddies we'll be seeing in a couple days, and that's uh, one of our top ten tag teams, the Hex, Allison Kay and Marty Bell. It's cheating because you could also do two singles there, and you can post boost up your uh, division. Uh, so it is, I know it's kind of a, a cheap pick, but you know they can do tag teams, they can do um, singles as well. I don't know if we'd do intergender in our in our version of Ring of Honor, but mm. um, let's see. Uh, I had a few names here. Um, how about this guy Phil? Uh, he's pretty good. A little grumpy, but I've heard he works well. He works well in ROH. Works well with ours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, he works well in an ROH atmosphere. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> Uh, now this might be so much. What's that? He disappointed me so much. Yeah, he he became the thing that he hated eight years ago. But anyway, that's another time. <laughs> um, I want to pick this he guy. To play the game. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's all about the game and how you play it. <laughs> okay. All right. Enough of that. Um. I want to pick Bandito, but I feel it's cheating. Yeah, that's a tough one. I thought about him too, but I feel like he's got to get a chance to be in ROH before or in uh, AEW before we cheat on that one. And he yeah. was, yeah, and he was there for a couple, you know, years at the end. But I mean, he was the former champion. But yeah, he was on my uh, original list too, kind of going back and forth with that. Right. Um. Oh, wow. Uh, well, we're talking about guys that haven't been used, although technically he's on hiatus, but I can, I'm can i not going to say Malachi Black because that's also cheating. Um, hmm. um, I had a couple of names, and now I don't want to use them. How about Sean Spears? Too, uh, too new, too needed, too known. I don't know. Look, I hate Sean Spears, but I think it it would fit. Mm. <laughs> we can make him our mega heel. <laughs> True. It almost feels like a uh, a pick where uh, like he he'd be coming back. It'd be like Paulie in the ECW days, where he'd like uh, 
they, hey, we, we think we can turn this guy into a star, and then Vince would send him down and pay his contract while Paul E. would book would, uh, <laughs> the creative for him. That's great. I actually like that a lot. Um, no, I think that's fine. Mm. Did you know that Sting's AEW record is 13-0? and 0? Hell yeah. Give him the belt. <laughs> Trap him up, wouldn't baby. He te- wouldn't he technically be the number one contender? He's undefeated. But I only anyway. think he's had like one singles match. Uh, yeah, th- for the year, uh, yeah, three and zero in a tag, three and zero in a trios. Yeah, I, so. I, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, he might not. He, they've protected him really well. Mm. It might be one singles match total in all of a, in all of his AEW time. Yeah, probably. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually going through the GCW roster right now. Ah, see if we can, see if, if, you, if we can save any of these souls. If you, if you, I swear to God, if you take Nick Gage, I'm hanging up. No, I'm not taking Nick Gage. You're no. being kicked off. <laughs> no. F- um, right. Is it? Is it my turn? Or yeah, it is yeah, my turn. Because I took yeah, because I took uh, yep. Um, I don't know how to describe why I took. I, I think this is a person who's never been used, and and they've been on the roster literally since day one. And uh, that's Sonny Kiss. They, they like drag Sonny just, out. You know what's funny? I was just looking at him too. Yeah. I like was they, just looking at him. They they drag Sonny out like during the LGBTQ month and and put like Sonny on a commercial with um like Anthony Bowens and such. And I'm like, if you're gonna put Sonny on the commercial, put her on the damn show. <laughs> like I like, right. like, at least at, at least give Sonny like a chance to wrestle. Um, they made like them a part of like the trust busters, but even then there was just like, you know, in the corner, like I thought Sonny would have made a great baddie, you know, with like Jay. Yeah. Uh, so like not someone who's going to be like your champion, but to like fill up the roster and just like, let, let's give this person an opportunity, which is what I think ring of honor should be. I think it should be a place mm-hmm. to, you know, you, you get some kind of top people in there who aren't doing much and then fill it up with. Young talent, young talent. Yeah, and then you can see, like, you know, it's not like these people have to be stuck in Ring of Honor forever. You can bring them back up to AEW, you know, but kind of like what NXT, you know, could be. So, yes, any kiss. Okay, I like that thing. All right. right. Pete? Mm, All right. I had one, now I'm forgetting who I was thinking of. (laughs) Hmm. I have one that for the moment uh, we can use. However, uh, I know that he's not going to be in AEW. So, but we're, I'm going to pick him. Okay, go ahead. I think. All right. I'll, while you're thinking, Pete, I'll pick. Uh, I think he'd be great in ROH. He was great in NWA, but it's pretty much a discussion that he's going to be going to WWE. And that is Colby Carino. Oh, oh, good one. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, little little Stevie's uh, Stevie's uh, son. Um, he's awesome. NWA guys, I've there. I can tell you for a fact. I know quite a bit of his work. He's a tremendous heel. Great, great in ring guy. He should be the junior heavyweight champion instead of uh, Ricky Morton's stupid fucking kid. 
um, who has half the, 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 in my opinion, half the work that, that Colby Carino has. And, uh, but there have been discussions. He's pretty much going to go to the performance center because he wants to work with his dad. So, but at the moment he's technically still a free agent, so I could technically pick him. So no, that's great. great. That's that works. I, I think he'd be great in ROH. Great. Um, my, I will always remember Colby Carino during uh, Steve's Ring of Honor run, like the initial Ring of Honor run when he's like feuding with Homicide, and like he's like backstage with his dad as his dad's about to go like fight Homicide and like stab each other with forks and stuff like that, and he's just a little tiny kid, and I'm just like, oh my god, this this is child abuse, isn't this child abuse? Why why are you bringing your kid in the locker room? All right. Uh, did we lose Pete again? Oh, no. Yeah, you can go. We can go back to you. You know, a guy who's always been a mark for his work, and you know, Ring of Honor has always been based on mat wrestling and stuff. I'm gonna go with Daniel Macabe. Oh, that's a good one too. I think cool. that guy is just a master on the mat. A very interesting worker. I know he's he's slowing it down and you know, like he's not really, he's not a- active as he was, um, but God dang, he was a damn just a great worker. Yeah, and he like I don't know why he was a guy that never really got a, a chance either because he was making yeah. a he's making a good name on the indies and he, you know you'd hear him on podcasts a lot and very knowledgeable well, about and he's tall too he's not like yeah. short there I mean it's. Uh, Mm. But I was like, I'm always like looking for like when AEW first opened up, I thought the biggest glaring hole was they didn't have mat wrestlers that could eat up time on your TV, you know, like like a Regal or or Danielson or yep. you know those type that in that ilk who could you know just have fun and you know entertain you with on the mat and uh, but now now they've gone in that direction uh, lately a lot more lately anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've been surprised that they haven't brought over, and maybe Zack Saber just doesn't want to go, like yeah. back to the country, and just he likes it in Japan. But like, I've always wanted him to come in for you know a few months. Just yeah, like obviously Danielson, but he could yeah. roll around with anybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I concur. Yeah, I think I lost the one who I had, so I will go. Hmm, this is getting this is getting harder. Uh yeah. I don't think we've done any tag teams. <laughs> no. We'll make tag teams. <laughs> well, cuz well, all the tag teams, all the tag teams in AEW are for the most part like AEW-ish. I almost picked you're going to laugh cuz I thought they'd be a fun team to to like throw guys around. I almost picked the Butcher and the Blade cuz mm-hmm. I thought they'd be a fun I thought they'd be a fun team just to chuck people around. You know I like the Butcher a lot. I I really yeah. enjoy him. Yeah. Hey, let's you know, just put the I, I, I wouldn't mind bringing them in and repackaging them. Mm. Both of them, or as a tag team, just repackage right. the tag team as something else. I mean, the butcher—it's just a—it's just a mid-card gimmick. I mean, yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, he's even after he lost, like he got himself into a little better shape. He's still a beast. Yeah, but it's but it's a mid-card gimmick. I mean, it's right. what it is. 
there was a match they had that was, I think it was a brawl at the Yum Bucks early, early on in AEW where they like were fighting. I think early on in at Daly's place and they were like fighting in the kitchen and stuff like that. It was pretty <laughs> funny. On a side uh, note, while you're looking, Steve. Yeah. Um on a side note, complete tangent. If you're Amazon and you were so pumped about this first season of having Thursday night NFL games. And you've realized that almost, almost every single game this season has been a complete pile of crap. Yeah. Uh, you'd feel bad. I just, I, I've been, I just flipped on, I've been having it on mute for a while. Uh, this, uh, this Raiders Rams game has been another pile of crap. So. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Raiders are up 13 to three in the fourth quarter. Oh, gross. Um, yeah, pretty pretty ugly. Hope, hope anyway, got the a lot of injuries going on right there with that Ram team. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, definitely bet the under if you took that game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think the Cowboys actually have not had one yet. They have the last one. They they have the last Amazon game of the year. Uh, I think it's in Nashville against the Titans. I think that's the only one. But anyway, um, I don't know, Steve. I have two you're the one that I thought would I'm... be the least stumped. I have two more that I'm I'm thinking of now. Um, I, I was looking for like a brawler dude, mm-hmm. but I also want them that not a gross. So that's why I was looking at the GCW <laughs> roster. Like who could be oh, fun to add who isn't entirely gross? Um, and so <laughs> a guy I've always liked, and he had a great fun match with Moxley a few weeks ago or a few months ago on Rampage. Um, is Mance Warner, the old Mancer. Uh, oh, yeah. That's right. great pick. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, just yeah, a, that's a, that's a that's great awesome. brawler. Another cool yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> just, a, yeah, another, another cool dude. And I, I think, like, imagine him with, like, Miro or Andrade just having, mm-hmm. uh, just throwing hands and and could probably do stuff with Maccabi on the mat, too. Like, he's not, like, that, you know, top-notch of a technician, but he can do it, right. too. And like let let let's get him away from getting hit with light tubes and glass every single uh, every single week. He's he's too good for it. Mm-hmm. So the old yeah, old, old Manser. All right, we got a pretty good roster here. What do I do? One more round, I think. Yeah, I, I have cover? one more that I thought of. Okay, all right, Pete, one more. What do you got? And uh. I think Makabe needs somebody to work with, so I'll go with Freddie Ahai. Oh, that! Oh, great! I'm so glad you did that because when I first thought of that, that was the first like when I first thought of this idea, that was the first guy I thought of, and um, I didn't write him down, and, yeah, but, and I just forgot. Break, you know, the guy can go. Yeah, he can go, and he's he's scary. Like yeah. if you if you're, I've seen him at a few small like indies up close, and he like actually puts fear in, like in me as like a, you know, and that's doing something right. That you're working the yeah. crowd. Like you're act. it's not like, it doesn't seem like an act. Like it, it feels like I'm being fooled. Like I'm being yeah, fooled. Like I'm legitimately about other stuff too, you know? So he's, he's very versatile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah. actually like the last match I saw him in live was actually against Mans, And they were just like, I, like I thought he was going to kill him. I thought <laughs> it was so good. So yeah, great pick, Freddie Ahai. Another guy who like, how has he not been signed somewhere? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Hmm. I'm gonna take another cruisery guy. 
uh, because I feel he's another guy that gets grossly underused. What do you think of uh, Tony Nice? Hmm. I was looking on that too. Like I've always thought he's had like the body's incredible, right? Right. Absolutely. I hate. I hate. I hate him with Mark Sterling. I hate pretty much anybody with Mark Sterling. Yeah, well, everybody hates Mark Nice's Sterling. So bland. It's, I just find the guy bland as a worker. Yeah, he is yeah. kind of bland. You're right. You're right. I'm I always get, thought I'm, he's yeah. usually the other guy was more interesting who he's wrestling usually. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's kind of lucky to have a job where he had one. Um, and, um, I'm happy that they've able to bring up Josh Woods to do stuff with mm-hmm. him. Because, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I, have you seen much of Josh Woods, Pete? Because he was uh, kind of, he, I, he did he beyond. The, when he first hit the scene, I thought he had a high upside, had a high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just never hit the ceiling. Um, and he was stuck in but, Ring of Honor, too. Interesting. So that's the thing. I've seen him do some interesting stuff, and I've seen him be, be boring as hell. Um, yeah. But, but I thought he had a good look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got like a Jake Hager uh type body and and style only um like i don't know like more likable yeah. <laughs> as uh as like you know i don't want to root for jake hager like he's like for many reasons mm. he has a nice hat um <laughs> see the best the only thing he's done in AEW is that <laughs> i like my hat i like my hat uh Maybe I won't take him then. Um, you can still go off the AEW list if you want to as well. Yeah. Do you want me, me to pick mine while you're thinking? Yeah, because I'm actually going to dive into my NWA roster. But go ahead. No, that's great. That's fine. I I don't count NWA as being signed. I'm sorry. That's Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure Billy Corrigan would love to hear you refer to it as your NWA. But that's, that's I know. Fun. Well, I'd prefer well, you know what? Scott's NWA, to be honest. You know what, Pete? More people like me than him. So they yeah. maybe, maybe I should say it. <laughs> no, seriously. I, I would rather have it be your NWA. Thank you. I think it would be a better yeah, book. Doc, Doc, so you have the book, Scotty, too. So yeah. yeah. Dr. Um, G and I would book that fucker right to the top. Um yeah. all right, go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. I was gonna pick one more woman and a very similar to someone who can work on the mat, and when she came into AEW, I'm like, her, really? And then I saw her go, and I'm like, wow. She's really, really good. Uh, Serena Deeb. Um, yes. I love Serena was, Deeb. Yeah, she yeah. was doing, um, she was working really high up the card for a while. She did, did like, the five-minute challenges, which are just killing jobbers and getting title matches on pay-per-views, and then she's just been gone. Um, it's like they just, you know, they only do two segments pretty much with women on on um dynamite and like one on rampage and so there's just not time for her and so yeah she could like go with layla hirsch no she can go with anybody she's just you know they kind of panned her right now like kind of like dean malenko mm-hmm. so yeah i've um really enjoyed her work over the past year it's just yeah very much opened my eyes because you know wwe she was just kind of a gimmick and i didn't really have access to like shimmer and stuff back in the day so right. I didn't really see her stuff when she was younger. But yeah, like she's someone who should be on television every week. Um, 
Oh God. Um. If you say Tyrus, I, want, I swear to God, we're I, oh God, Jesus, no. Oh my God, Jesus. <laughs> Tyrus wouldn't even be he if I owned a, a NWA, he'd be he'd be doing something else. Um. Uh. I want to say Tom Latimer because I think he would. I think he'd be a good like either babyface or heel in 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 ROH. I also would like to say Homicide. Has he ever been in ROH? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was in the, the early days of ROH, but I think that would be an okay one. Cause, yeah, like, a huge program, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll take Homicide, because I think they could use some veteran. some veteran. Yeah, and like a legend, like a, an ROH yeah. legend. Yeah, and he still goes. I mean, when he's at, when I watch him, he, he wrestles a ton. Uh, one thing about he's a guy that's pretty dedicated when he's in the NWA. He uh, he wrestles on the TV shows. He when he was light when he was um, junior heavyweight champion. He was on every NWA pay per view, sometimes twice. So the guy works his ass off. So I, I gotta I'm gonna I think he would be good for yeah, that's a great one. A new fledgling uh, ROH reboot. I think he, he does one of my and I I'm, I don't know if he still does it. One of my favorite dives I've ever seen, like his. Mm-hmm. Like his tope um, through the ropes, but then he does like the somersault at the end, right? Um, after he leaves the ropes, and it, it it looks so violent. Like sometimes when they people do dives over the ropes, like everyone does them now, but it's just like yeah, it's a cool move, and you land on your feet, but it doesn't look like it does much damage. Uh, but uh, his always looked terrifying, like he was gonna kill the person, especially in the early Ring of Honor days when they had like those like sharp metal barriers that they put on the guardrails that were actually more dangerous than the guardrails themselves. Right. Yeah. Homicide's a good pick. All right. I, well, I texted Nate to see if he had any picks, but we can add them and maybe go through them next week or add them to the, yeah, to, we, uh, we could, like uh, the page. Yeah, we could, uh, we could uh, continue this in two weeks. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We could do that. All right. I have to move Nate this chance. Um, so let's see. We got, all right, here's our list. We got Nick Aldis, mm-hmm. Miro, Takeshita, Top Flight, Andrade, Abaddon, Aramis. Um, I know it's Aramis. Uh, on, on the Cubs <laughs> back in the day, there was Aramis Ramirez, who was like one yes. of their best players. So it just yeah. I see that and I automatically go Aramis. <laughs> uh, Layla Hirsch, Allison Kay, Marty Bell, the Hex, uh, Sean Spears, Colby Carino. Sunny Kiss. I'm actually liking Sean Spears more and more in this roster because he's going to be the guy that gets actually booed. Right. Like the actual heel. Yeah. Uh, Kobe Carino, yep. Sunny Kiss, Daniel Makabe, Butcher and the Blade, Mance Warner, Fred Yehi, Serena Deeb, Homicide. I'm paying for this show. Yeah. That's a great yeah. list. I think we just made something pretty damn good. <laughs> I would I would approve of this booking committee. Nice. I think I would if I bought R if I if I bought ROH, I would make you, Pete, uh, and uh maybe Chad my uh my booking committee. There we go. It sounds like on the, when we pick, it sounds like there's a lot of variety out there uh, that we can see, you know. It's that you know, we'll use the smorgasbord of show of uh matches we can pick from. Oh yeah, and you can mix and match, you can yeah. yeah. What's Tyler uh, Black doing now? Oh wait, never mind. Tyler Black <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think he's a he's a trainer. Yeah, yeah, I think he wears, like, pink suits or something. I don't remember. Anyway. <laughs> so I know we had... Tyler our, freaking Black! No. We um, had our one more thing we wanted to add at the end was... Uh, Pete's basically like, match of the show, match of the week. Yes! Yeah, they, Steve, you're the best. <laughs> you're the best. He did it. All right, Pete, before we walk out the door, 
give everyone I want to make this a regular segment if we can if we remember it at the back end where Pete gives us a really uh suave outside the box match for everybody to watch. Kind of like when we used to do our new Japan match picks, uh uh Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete, what do you got for everybody? Yeah, um, recently Triple A had Triple Mania, but right afterwards they had like a little tournament uh, that was part of their uh, TV show, and it finally aired. And it was uh, Vikingo, who I personally think is the best high flyer in wrestling. It's between him and Phoenix, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I will say those every now and then he can be a little convoluted uh, versus Laredo Kid. And this is the match where Laredo Kid ended up having to have emergency surgery on his, I, I think it was his appendix or his, uh, I can't remember, but but he imagine he's still been injured since. Um, and they went out and had like a four and a half star match. I mean, they had a long uh, heat segment, and which is weird because they flipped the script. It started as a babyface match, and all of a sudden, Laredo Kid just starts working heel, and he was awesome as a heel. Um and he had a long, had good heat segment, had really nice high spots. And it wasn't just these high spots that just were like, ooh, pretty. Uh, they looked like they were like legitimately trying to hurt you, which sometimes when you when these guys are having these great high-flying matches, it's like it's more about the, the beauty of it as opposed to, well, if this is a real fight, these high spots should be trying to hurt each other. Right. And I thought I thought they were great. I thought Laredo. I thought this might have been Laredo Kid's best match I've ever seen him wrestle. Um, he was that good in it as a heel. We see him bust open a, 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 a I think it's a Corona bottle of beer over Vikingo's head. Um, <laughs> I, so, I, yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, and so mm. I mean, we had big high spots. Vikingo was a good baby face in this, but man, I thought this show was about uh, Laredo. He went over, he goes over in the tournament um, and sets it up. I mean, if if he follow the booking, eventually maybe he gets a shot at Vikingo's mega championship. But it was really well worked. It had it was the crowd was into it. A lot of kids in the audience. It was shot a little weird because they uh, the camera angle had the audience where it didn't look like there was much people, but when you looked and saw the dives into the crowd on the other side, on the non-hard camera, it looked like it had a, had a good amount of people there. And so it was just like, it was kind of set up weird. So it made it look like there wasn't that, it looked like, you know, looked like one of those old uh, NXT shows where they go on the road. Uh, and yeah. It, yeah. And, it looked like uh, a shot. I looked like a, I was only able to watch the first half of it because my internet at work was cruddy. And, uh, um, but yeah, it looked like it was almost a soundstage. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. It looked really weird. It just looked like uh, it looked like the building I'd go to to watch uh, Ring of I mean, Ring of Honor. I've seen it and uh, NXT in San Antonio, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, just totally weird. But yeah, but it was a fantastic match, and I would uh, I'd go out of your way to see it. Yeah, okay. that's, that's excellent. Like um, uh, Vikingo is getting um, he just got his uh, visa. For the United yeah. States, so yeah, he'll, he'll be in GCW a little bit, but I can see sure. like he'll be in every PWG show, I'm sure. Oh yeah, um, and then I, I can see him, you know, p- probably doing like some AEW stuff too. Hey, maybe even yeah. our Ring of Honor promotion, we'll get him on the horn. I have yeah, my yeah, uh, he's, he's done some uh, impact, but it was from Mexico, you know. Uh, yeah, the real mm-hmm. kids wrestled out of sh- like I saw him against uh, Leo Rush. 
um, back when, well, I, I, the, the first Leo Rush uh, tour after he, he left WWE, um, that, that was a pretty good match. Yeah, Laredo, I've seen Laredo a lot because uh, I go to these Lucha shows. And, yeah. Uh, and he's a fun worker. Um, uh, uh, you know, he's, I mean, we've seen him like pop up on AEW. I mean, the, the, I thought those, uh, him and Pentagon and Phoenix against, uh, oh, the Young that's right. And Brendan Cutler, I thought, had, like, had a mini, had like a two or three week, I think it was a two week program. And yeah, I forgot about that. Injured, and they were fucking great matches. Um, Mm. Oh yeah, I didn't realize he went to reality TV a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, and, and I know he works Impact a lot. I know him and uh, Tarus have had really good matches because they, I mean, they're great together and stuff. So, mm -hmm. mm. all right. Well, we'll uh, uh, we'll have to find a link for that. Uh, maybe Pete, you could send it to me offline, and then I could uh i could put it on the uh, description on the uh podbean page place yeah, i don't think it's on youtube yet um oh no okay maybe, yeah. okay uh guys that was a lot of fun I had a blast yeah. missed you missed you nate uh hope you're feeling better uh that'll do it for this week's episode pete where can everybody find you oh you can find me on uh, twitter at titans of wrestling and you know send me up uh say you hate me you like me or whatever um you know. <laughs> Those I'll take any, I'll take any type of publicity. It's all good. Hey, if anybody <laughs> has a match, if there's anybody has a match that you would like us to maybe watch and uh, talk about, like Pete did, uh, why don't you hit Pete up on Twitter? Pete could pass the match off to us. So, if you have a match uh, that you've seen anywhere, it doesn't matter. It could be lucha. Uh, I don't care. Anywhere, uh, you know, hit uh, hit Pete up at Titans O Wrestling, and he could pass the match along to us. Uh, we'll definitely watch it and uh, talk about it. Uh, Steve. Yeah, I've done a lot this uh, last few days. You um, have. So the very day that this comes out on the North-South Connection, I'll, I'm on You Know What That Means with Andrew Reich. And I'm trying to think what well, we just did it last night. <laughs> I'm still really tired. Uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> what we did. Because we, oh, uh, we, this is something up your alley, Scott. We mm -hmm. ranked all of the AEW pay-per-views. Um, so did a list of oh, all would, 20, yeah. um, including Ring of Honor. And I guess how much preparation I did for this. About six Five minutes. minutes. Zero. Yeah, zero. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Andrew had, he had everything written up. And so we we just did it on air. Um, just came up honest. with a list. We, we included the two Ring of Honor ones. And I think we also included the two Grand Slam shows. And the Forbidden Door. Uh, yeah, and the Forbidden Door. And I, I, no, we I just went through like, news and notes. I got to be honest. I think I still like Double or Nothing 19. That was, you got to listen, but that was actually higher on the list than you would think. Yeah, I love, because, well, first off, still to this day, my favorite AEW match of all time is Cody and Dustin. So Yeah. But that, so, um, like the, the middle of the card was not the best, match. but the top right. three matches were, were pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like fun. That's over on the no-so. Um, and then um, my big news was that Nate was gracious enough to invite me on post-wrestling for the, the Nubian Wrestling uh, Advocates. Oh, uh, yes. Little so Wakanda I was the, uh, yeah, I got to do like the last hour and a half. They ended up doing like a wrap-up show. And, um, you know, they needed, uh, on the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, they, they needed a white male. And so I had that covered. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check that token box. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, like having like the, you know, Andrew Thompson, uh, Christopher Ely, who we all, who we all know, Chris from L.A. Yep. Um, Andrew Thompson from from Post. He also has his own interviews. He's a uh, first time I ever talked to him. Real good, young, up and comer in terms of podcasting and interviewing. And of course, Nate um, uh, already gotten compliments uh, about Nate. I mean, they said I was good too, but um, one of my best friends was like, one of my best friends is like, man, you know, like you're my friend and everything, but like my favorite podcaster besides you is Nate. He's just got such a nice delivery. <laughs> Nate does have an amazing delivery. Yes, yeah. Nate. I love it's, Nate so much. It's, you know, it can cancer. Exactly. <laughs> it's just exactly. not his ankle. He would make if he did play by play. He would make this shitty Raiders Rams game so much better, right? Um, Nate Nate talking about Baker Mayfield would make Baker Mayfield better. Nah, nothing can make Baker Mayfield better. Anyway, <laughs> um, obviously you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C Podfather. I actually posted a personal poll today. I was on Spotify and I was listening to of all things, I was listening to Fleetwood Mac's greatest hits, and I posted a poll. Whatever what the best uh, song on Rumors is. And I did three individual songs, and then I put other. Uh, so check that out. Please vote. I'm just curious what everybody's thoughts are, because I'm a music junkie. And, of course, follow the brand on Twitter at, at uh, PTBN Wrestling. We post the pods. We have all sorts of fun little things there. And, of course, uh, you're obviously listening to this through one of the catchers. But check out all the other great stuff on placetobe.podbean.com. Uh, speaking of great matches, uh, Callum McDougal with a new episode of Starflation. And earlier in the week, new episode of the Place to Be Podcast uh jr and i were with tim capel and we did cyber sunday 2008 so check that out uh as well uh, of course uh tomorrow if you're listening to this on friday tomorrow new episode of the nwa saturday special with the doctor and i new episode of the memphis continental wrestling cast with luke and the guys and lots of more fun and games uh ahead as we get into december don't forget go to the facebook page you have uh, exactly if you're listening to this on friday you have exactly 22 days to get your revisited GWE ballot in. Um, I have a feeling that number one is not going to change. That's just a prediction of mine, but I'm curious to see what people have elsewhere. I know I'm going to have a couple of guys making huge jumps from where I had them five years ago, but uh, check it out. Uh, get your ballot ready. And of course we'll here on our show, we'll do some fun chats about my list. I know I'm doing one. I don't know if, if you gentlemen are, if you're not, that's cool. Uh, we'll have fun with mine. And uh, I, always think, I always find it fascinating, especially uh, when you do these in the past, um, and then you get a little older. I mean, I don't know if you got more wise, or you just get different tastes, or things that resonate more with you or differently with you. I always find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing too is is there's new guys. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll give you one main example. Even though he's already left, even though he's already been here and left, when we did the the uh, uh, the ballot the first time there was no Adam Cole. Well, obviously he's already been here and gone, but he made obviously a huge mark. And, uh, that's a guy that I did not have on my ballot at all, obviously in 2017. And he'll be, you know, obviously he'll be on it this time and I may be taking out uh, other people. So, uh, but yeah, I, uh, there'll be some moves in my top 10. I have a feeling my, let's put it this way. My one and two five years ago was Macho Man and Stone Cold. They were my one and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, had, I had Savage my number one. Yeah, yeah and, Sa- and Savage was number one on the uh, on the PlaceBeNation.com composite ballot too. So I mean, it's a Macho Man. He he, he checks all the boxes as a, as a goat. So he he's everything. Yeah. yeah. 
so we'll see. We'll see. The others may change. One guy that I, I mean, we did a pod uh, on the NOSO. It uh, was me, JR, and uh, Will. And we were talking about certain guys and stuff. And I, uh, there are some names that, that, that might get bounced around. Three names that might get moved. I'm not going to say up or down. John Cena, Daniel Bryan, and Ray uh, are definitely going to be moved. Uh, two other guys are going to move. Brock Lesnar is going to move on my list. And most definitely, Roman Reigns is going to move on my list. Because five years ago, I think I had him at like 41. He's not, he's not going to be a 41 this time. So, right, right. Uh, obviously. So, anyway, get your ballot ready. you got a few more weeks. And get it to the Facebook page. Uh, there's a link for you to fill the ballot out officially. And then throughout uh, 2023, we will uh, talk about the new ballots. And I'll talk to you guys about my new ballot. And let me know what you guys think of my pick for... We'll, we'll play, have fun with uh, making fun of my ballot. Uh, we As for what the project will be in 2023, I don't know yet. Uh, I, I need to talk to some of the other brain trust, and everybody wants us to do top 100 women's wrestlers of all time. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be so – I feel like it's going to be no variety. I want some variety, and I feel like the top five is going to be like, like the same five five wrestlers in various orders well, you, get a, you get variety but you're doing a top 100 that's a lot i mean it is a lot it is a lot we may maybe we'll do I, I and i know we like 100 so i don't know if we could do 100 women i don't think i mean where are we gonna put moolah like 102 i mean <laughs> it's just like i i don't think i mean anyway we uh we're thinking of some various uh topics um maybe revisit greatest wwe matches uh because matches have been added i don't know Anyway, we'll talk about it, and uh, sometime in January we'll we'll announce uh, what uh, the 2023 project will be. Anyway, have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you in two weeks uh, with our next episode, and hopefully Nate uh, will return for the final episode of 2022. So have a great weekend for Brother P, for Brother Steve. I'm Brother Scott. You've been in the main event. Uh, enjoy the wrestling this weekend, and we'll talk to you in two weeks.